You're listening to Her Blueprint for Christian Living, a podcast for the modern woman juggling life, career, and faith. This is where you will find the spiritual tools, strategies, steps, inspiration, and no-holds-barred conversations on how to navigate some of life's bumps from a place of prayer and faith. I'm your host, Danielle. I work in corporate America, but I'm also a wife, mom, and prayer warrior, and I can't wait to connect you to the spiritual tools that are helping me manage everything on my plate so that you can use them too. Today's episode starts now. Welcoming my son into this world was one of the most amazing experiences. And I had the best laid out plans for how everything was supposed to go. Even though getting pregnant in the first place was not easy. It took me years (laughs) to get pregnant. If you haven't heard my infertility Blueberry Faith, Trying to Conceive Story, go check out episode four. But you would think that experience alone would be my first clue that things don't always go according to how Danielle wants them. Nevertheless, I still had a well thought out plan for what my pregnancy would look like, what childbirth would look like, and even breastfeeding once the baby arrived. Now, when it comes to breastfeeding, I kept hearing this phrase, Breast is best. So I was 100% sold on it. (laughs) It made sense to me. Breast is best. Like That's what the Lord has given us to feed our children. So I was sold on exclusively providing breast milk by breastfeeding and pumping. And when baby boy arrived, man, was he hungry and he was prepared to eat. And he actually, thank God, latched on very easily. So even the nurses in the hospital commented many times about how well he latched. And that just made me one proud mama to hear that, right? But every time I tried to breastfeed him, I was in excruciating pain. Now, I'm not talking about the normal soreness and tenderness that comes with being a first-time breastfeeding mama. I know if there are any seasoned moms listening to this, you're like, of course it hurt. No, 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 no. This was different. It was like someone was stabbing me on the inside with a thousand needles every single time that he would feed. This pain was so bad that I was actually gripping the side of the bed and crying my eyes out. Because of the pain, it was horrible. I could only tolerate it for even for just a few seconds at a time. That's how bad it was. So this isn't just like your normal tenderness. This was stabbing, throbbing, sharp, excruciating, deep internal pain every single time that I would try to nurse and breastfeed my baby. And I never in a million years imagine that breastfeeding would be that way. Feeding him was so, 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 so painful. And even he was getting frustrated with the interruptions of his feeding. This is a hungry baby. He's brand new to this world. He's just trying to get a full belly. And I just felt like such a terrible mama because I couldn't really feed my baby and get him full, you know, the way he really deserved.
but I kept enduring it because I wanted the best for my baby. And how could I not try to give this beautiful little baby boy what was best for him? So every time I looked at him, I just knew that I had to keep trying. But I was in so much pain and I cried a lot. And my husband was right there beside me. Bless his heart. There wasn't really anything he could do to resolve the situation. But he was there, you know, cool points for him. And... You know, the other option that you even might be thinking is that, okay, well, why didn't you just pump Danielle? Just, you could still give him breast milk, just give it through a bottle instead. But the problem with that is that the pain was still there. It didn't matter if the baby was trying to directly breastfeed or if the pump was trying to pump. (laughs) The simple motion of extracting milk was excruciating. And the pump actually felt worse. So I could never really tolerate that long enough to get more than like a teaspoon of milk to give him, right? So what's a new mama to do? Feeling like a complete failure and not at all having the experience that I planned or which is what I thought, you know, this was going to be. Well, I let my doctors know what was going on. I told every nurse that walked in my room what I was experiencing. I asked to see lactation consultants and I spoke with several of them, but they all said the same thing. Oh, you're new to this. Your body just has to toughen up. You'll get used to it. And then it just won't hurt so bad. But somehow I just knew that wasn't true. Even my OB tried to convince me to just stop breastfeeding altogether. She told me that even she hated breastfeeding her daughter. And then after two months that she stopped and just kind of quit breastfeeding her own daughter, I think that she thought that I might find, you know, this comforting, like, oh, everybody kind of has difficulties with this sometimes. But instead, it actually just made me feel unheard as a patient because I'm like, (laughs) ma'am, I want to breastfeed my child. Um, I just can't because I'm in pain, right? I don't want to just quit. I'm just, I just want the pain to go away. So despite what everyone was saying and everyone just chalking it up to me being a first time mom, I knew, I knew something was wrong. I may have been new to motherhood and breastfeeding and taking care of a newborn, but I knew this kind of pain was not normal. I'm going to finish the story, but first let me just insert a quick question. Think back to a time you've been sick, or maybe it was a family member or a friend, any kind of illness, broken bone, ache, pain, migraines, chronic infections, disease, addiction, mental illness, depression, anxiety, whatever. Have you ever wondered why you were going through that? Like, where did this come from? Why am I dealing with this? Have you looked at a friend or a family member who was suffering and just got thought, man, like what is causing this to happen? Why do I have these pounding headaches day after day after day? Why is my hair falling out? Why does it seem like she stays in the doctor or I stay going to the doctor? I always have to have an appointment. I'm on all these medications. Have you ever wondered if there was something deeper at play with the sickness, the illness that you were facing or kind of dealing with? Like, like, is there something else that's at the root of causing you to be sick? I just have to tell you that I have thought about that 
(laughs) I have raised those questions. And I have often wondered about the spiritual connections or causes for what I'm physically experiencing in my body. Now, I'll come back to that and I'll explain a little bit more about what I mean and what I eventually discovered. But I did kind of leave you hanging on this story. So let me get back to my story real quick. Now, I knew the kind of pain I was experiencing wasn't normal. But thankfully, there were two things that happened that brought me some slight emotional relief. First, there was a shift change at the hospital and the new nurse that had been with me for several hours was observing what I was going through. And she finally, I knew the kind of pain I was experiencing wasn't normal. But thankfully, there were two things that happened that brought me some slight emotional relief. First, there was a shift change and a new nurse had been with me for several hours and she was observing what I was going through. And finally, she had a good old fashioned, tough love conversation with me. And she said, look, Danielle, I know you want what's best for this baby, but you can't keep doing this to yourself. This is too much on you. Take some of the stress off of yourself and give this baby a bottle with some formula and let your husband help you as well. What was nice about what she was saying is that she wasn't telling me to give up. She wasn't telling me to quit. She was acknowledging the pain that I was in, acknowledging and calling out the stress that it was causing me. And she was offering me a temporary but very practical solution. And I cried my eyes out about it, but she was right. And I knew she was right. I may have thought breast was best, but her words made me realize in that moment that I needed to make a decision that was truly going to be quote unquote best for me, for my new baby boy and my whole family. So when I gave that sweet boy his first bottle of formula (laughs) and saw how easily and how fast he gobbled it up, it made me sad that I couldn't provide it for him. You know, it's like that weird mom guilt thing. But I was also so happy that my baby was finally getting what he needed. And then it made it easy for my husband to get in on the mealtime action because he would just grab some formula, mix it up and have his own bonding time feeding the baby. And that just really melted my heart. It was the sweetest thing to see. And shout out to the hubby because since we were now sharing the feeding duties, that meant I got to get more sleep too. Now, the second thing that happened that brought me a little emotional relief was all of the people that I spoke with. There were a lot of them, but there was one, one lactation consultant who was really committed to helping me. And she did a ton of research and she burst into the room one day and she had a piece of paper in her hand and just with all the enthusiasm, she said, I, I got it. I got it. And I'm thinking, what? Like, what did you get? What is it? But she had been so thorough in her research that she uncovered that there was this rare nerve condition. And I forget the name of it now. Oh, Raynaud's disease or something like that. This rare nerve condition that was likely the cause of my pain. Now, hearing that news was shocking, right? It was shocking. But I was grateful that this woman had finally uncovered what the issue was. She had not dismissed me and just waved it off as like first time mom jitters. 
she validated that I was not crazy and that I was not just being super sensitive, that this was something real. Now, at the same time, it was unsettling. And as we prepared to leave the hospital and and take our baby home, it did weigh pretty heavily on me, I have to admit. When I got home, I started thinking about this thing, this rare nerve condition. And I was like, no, this is something else. This, this is deeper. I mean, sure, in the physical, in the natural, it's a nerve condition and it's rare and it has a name and it has symptoms and you can research it and look it up. But I just feel like this isn't right. And on a spiritual level, this is something more. This is a bigger battle than just a physical rare nerve condition. So I picked up the phone and I'll call two of my friends who know how to pray. (laughs) And I just said to them, y'all, I don't know what's going on with my body, but I don't believe this is God's will for me. I believe this pain and this nerve condition is actually some kind of spiritual attack. Now, let me insert here that I don't know where that spiritual attack came from. I don't know if it was something I'd spoken over myself. I don't know if it was something that someone else said about me, against me. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that I felt so strongly in my spirit, in my gut, that this was more, that this was bigger, that this was deeper than just a physical thing. And when I sense that there is something happening spiritually, I pick up my spiritual weapons because that's how you have to attack it. So when I told my friends that I don't think this is God's will for me, and I think this is some kind of spiritual attack, when I tell you they went to war in prayer for me, right there on the phone, they began to war in prayer They stood in their authority and they came against that nerve condition. They came against that pain. They went down to the root and they commanded it to uproot itself. They told that thing to go and they cast it out of my body. And even as they were praying, I could physically feel a shifting. I could feel something almost leaving. I felt lighter. And when I hung up the phone with them, I just sat there you know, weeping after such a powerful prayer and holding my baby. And then clear as day, I heard the Lord's voice say, feed your baby. I was hesitant at first. I have to admit, (laughs) I'm thinking, are you sure, Lord, after all the pain and things that I've been through? But then I just decided, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I, I know that I recognize the Lord's voice. And when he speaks to me and I heard him say this, I believe the prayers that my friends just prayed. I know that I feel different after hanging up the phone with them. So I'm just going to give it a try. And I began to breastfeed my baby boy. He latched on and there was no pain. There was no pain. I couldn't believe it. It was literally a miracle. And I've seen God work before. I've seen him do amazing things before. But having seen God do miracles before doesn't make 
any miracle after that less exciting. If anything, it just continues to reassure you how wonderful, how awesome, and how powerful God is. Glory, glory to God for that miracle he performed. When I tell you that I felt no pain after days of weeks of trying to feed him and not being able to do so because of how much it hurt to feel absolutely nothing, it, it was just miraculous. It was supernatural. God had really, really shown up and those prayers were so powerful. Now, in closing, I wanna make sure that I land my point for why I'm sharing this testimony. It's, it's a great story, but not just to be sharing it. I'm telling you this because I want you to be encouraged and empowered to know that you also have authority to pray, to speak over whatever ailment you're facing, and in the name of Jesus, to tell it to go, that it must be moved and cast into the sea. That if you have been dealing with something, no matter what it is, be it mental, be it emotional, or physical, and it's been tormenting you, you've talked to doctors about it, maybe you've even received a diagnosis, but if there's some part of you in your heart, in your spirit, in your gut, that is still not quite settled about it, and that's telling you that there's something more to this, I want you to go to God in prayer. And I want you to do everything that you can naturally and physically do. I want you to take all your medications. I want you to go to all your appointments. I also want you to pick up your spiritual weapons too. And I want you to call up your prayer warriors or get in your prayer closet, go into your private place where you meet with God. And I want you to begin to pray that thing away. And you can absolutely pray and just ask God for healing and ask him to, to take it away. But remember, you also have an authority in your position in Christ. You have authority to say to that thing that it must stop and to command that thing to go as well. I actually took some time to kind of study this, how Jesus did it, because <laughs> we have so many examples of how he did this in the Bible and um, there might be another podcast that I do that shares a little bit with you about breaking down how Jesus actually healed people. What were the words that he said? How did he do it? And what was his approach? Because now when I go into a place of prayer to come against uh, a physical illness, when I go to attack it spiritually, I use the same tactics that Jesus used because we can do those things as well in Jesus's name, right? Even if I'm praying over my baby boy, if he's sick, <laughs> I'm commanding that cough and that cold or whatever it is to go in Jesus name, the same way that Jesus did. So I know that my miracle, my blessing, my testimony can also be yours. God has the same healing power for you, your family members, and your friends as he did for me. All right my friends. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode of Her Blueprint Podcast. And there's so much more to come. I would love to stay connected with you. And if you feel the same, please head over to my website, DanielleIodele.com and connect with me and other Her Blueprint listeners by clicking the Join the Her Blueprint Community button. 
That's DanielleAyodele.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-A-Y-O-D-E-L-E.com. And click the Join Her Blueprint Community button. And if anything I said today resonated with you, please send me an email and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is hi, H-I, at DanielleAyodele.com. My email address is hi at DanielleIodelli.com. Thank you for listening. 